Welcome to today's One America special podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Nelson, and I wanted to hop on on this Tuesday of a new week, the week leading up to the Democratic National Convention. We are all awaiting the vice presidential running mate selection by former Vice President Joe Biden, the presumptive Democrat nominee, and we expect it, if not today, tomorrow. My sources are telling me that he is down to two finalists, Kamala Harris and former Ambassador Susan Rice. Now, those are sources. We hear a lot of things. We hear that uh, there was a plane that flew into Delaware late last night from South Bend, Indiana, where uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg lives. Now, we know it's not going to be Mayor Pete because Vice President Biden committed to selecting a woman. And I want to get into this a little bit. Again, if you haven't read uh, the series of pieces, I've been writing on this since April in the Daily Beast, in the New York Daily News, and in USA Today. Catch up on them. They're on my social media platforms. But I wanted to hop on and give you my two cents about what I think is going to happen and why it matters. And then I want you to just go and have a great day and what's left of this summer during a global pandemic. And before I get into the vice presidential selection. Let me just say again, PSA, wear your mask. When you go out, wear a mask. It's to protect others as others should protect you. And if you see people without a mask, walk away from them. Don't get in their space. Uh, Wear a mask. If you're going to the store to pick up things, wear some disposable gloves. Wash, 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 wash your hands. Keep sanitizer in your purse, guys, in your back pocket, in your backpack, whatever it is. Just make sure you're protecting yourself. And don't forget to put a mask on the kids, too, and to help them wash their hands. And just do your part, and we're all going to be well. A couple thoughts quickly on this vice presidential selection. So um, it has been a, a whirlwind Uh, ever since Biden uh, announced that he would select a woman, which is great. I'm excited about that. We've only had two women in the history of this country be nominated, Geraldine Ferraro in 1984 and Sarah Palin in 2008. I was in high school when Geraldine Ferraro was nominated. I remember it well. And Sarah Palin, of course, was just 12 years ago. But only two women in 243 years says a lot. If you hear that wonderful bird chirping behind me, I'm sitting on my patio and it's quiet and still before everybody's up and I love morning and I just wanted you to know if you heard a bird chirping, I don't have a pet. I literally have a bird feeder that I love and it's near the patio and it kind of brings me peace. I love the singing of the birds. It lets me know I'm alive. It lets me know that I've lived to see another day and that God's creation is all around and It's just a good way to start your day. But at any rate, back to the vice presidential selection. Um, I think that uh, there were a lot of rumors last night. uh, Mayor Pete will not be the selection. But I think that Governor Whitmer is the dark horse. Keep your eyes on Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Uh, She was spotted meeting with the vice president. And she uh, absolutely is someone that is on the short list and should be on the short list. I think that, though, the vice president has a challenge, and I think his challenge is is that if he picks an African-American woman, it's a historical pick, and he will satisfy his most loyal part of the base, which is African-American women, and uh, the black vote, which is critical for any Democrat to win the White House. It's critical. Republicans tend to do better with white male voters. 
uh, and then white voters, but Trump is hemorrhaging voters. And we'll talk about that in a moment. The gender gap is massive. It's 25 points. Uh, he's losing support with white, uh, non-college educated women. Uh, and he's starting to suffer with those independents and uh, centrists that gave him a shot in 2016 because they just couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton for whatever their reason. So I think that this is Joe Biden's race to lose, which means that his vice presidential pick will actually be of consequence because here's a man who's 78 years old. He'll be 79 in his first term and he'll be the oldest president by far in the history of the country. Ronald Reagan was 69 when he was elected. Joe Biden's almost a decade old older than Ronald Reagan starting when Ronald Reagan finished, he was 77 years old. So put that in the context. So this number two person, uh, just reality, one in five vice presidents, one in five vice presidents has ascended to the presidency because of disability, death, or other reason. Uh, in the case of Nixon, he resigned and Gerald Ford became uh, president. So uh, vice presidents have a one in five chance anyway of somehow uh, becoming the president. So they're important. In the instance of Joe Biden, he seems to be in great health. He's out riding around. He's jogging, running, riding in his Corvette. So he's a great looking 78 year old. Um, he exercises. He takes care of himself. We want him to stay happy and well and have a long life. President Carter's still with us in his 90s. And so um, I don't think that's an issue. But I do think that this woman, whoever she is, is going to be uh, consequential. She's going to probably be one of the most powerful vice presidents ever. She'll have a big role in helping the president fix the country, rather, if, if they're elected in November. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of unemployment. The economy's in bad shape. COVID will not have gone away by January by a long shot. We'll be in the middle of winter and flu season. So it is, uh, this is an important pick. And this woman, whoever she is, uh, will have a real shot at the Democrat nomination in 2024, because I can't imagine that Biden's going to serve two terms. I see him as a one-termer, and I think that's probably uh, what he and his family have agreed to as well. I have no knowledge of that, but I know if my grandfather uh, was 78 going on 79 and was going to run for president, I'd be excited, but I wouldn't want him to serve a second term in his 80s. I'd want him to rest and enjoy his life and, and be with our family. So I'll leave that to the Bidens. But let's go through quickly uh, who I think is on the short list, given uh, sources and leaks and things that we're hearing. I talked to a couple of my editors at the Daily Beast yesterday. And uh, uh, again, the word is it's between Rice and Harris. Now, uh, if you believe what you're reading, Biden has already made the selection and not even his team knows who it is yet. I don't think that uh, uh, presidential candidates want to have some intrigue about who they pick. Uh, and they want the announcement to get uh, a lot of good play. In this case, because it's a woman, it will get a lot of play. Whoever she is are going to do a lot of digging in her life. Unless, of course, it's somebody like Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren, because they've both already been vetted. Uh, that's why I like both of them, because they've already been through the process. They know how to take the punches and how to give punches. They've been vetted on the presidential stage. They both know how to raise money. They both are United States senators. They're both articulate, smart, savvy, uh, witty, uh, fun. And uh, I think that they know how to handle the spotlight that comes with the media scrutiny when the media starts coming at you with this and that and digging up this thing and that thing in your life. They've probably both been through that. If he picks someone like Susan Rice, Susan Rice is actually my biggest fear. 
not because I don't think she's amazingly intelligent, she is. Not because I don't think she's got an amazing resume, she does. Not because I don't think that she would be a good vice president, she would. My problem is she's got what I call Obama baggage. President Donald John Trump is obsessed with President Obama, if you haven't noticed. And he's obsessed with everything and being better than and, and criticizing. And he already took a shot at Susan Rice yesterday during his press conference when he talked about the baggage of Benghazi and other things that he's going to tie around her neck. And then Joe Biden was already Obama's vice president. So get ready for the Trump campaign to run hard and nasty and tough and vicious on the Obama record. They're going to make this a referendum on Obama, which I don't think helps them with progressive and and Democrat base voters as well as swing voters. But call me crazy. It's what he's going to do. So Susan Rice, to me, becomes more of a liability than an asset. And she's never campaigned for any office. She's never been in a debate under the media glare and the spotlight of digging into your life, digging into your husband's life, looking at your family, your kids, your relationships, your finances, who you dated in grade school and high school, who you had sex with, what you did do, what you didn't do. Did you smoke pot? Didn't you smoke pot? Did you do something worse? It's all going to be out there. And you've got to be able to handle that. And we all saw that Sarah Palin did not do well at all as a vice presidential candidate. Sarah Palin's not dumb. Sarah Palin, governor of Alaska, mayor, uh, she's a smart lady um, in the sense that she was able to be a very successful politician in Alaska. But Sarah Palin was not ready. She was not prepared for the national media spotlight. She didn't understand the issue. Susan Rice won't have that problem, but she's going to have other problems that I just don't know why Joe Biden would want to borrow. That's me. I think on Kamala Harris, she's everybody's favorite. I've been saying that Kamala Harris and Biden should be the ticket since January 2019. Caught a lot of flack from my sorority sisters, a lot of flack from friends and others who felt that I was not giving her a fair shot, but I knew that this country was not going to elect a black woman president. Remember folks, yes, we elected a black president, but he was a man. We have not elected a woman even uh, COO in the number two spot, in the VP spot, and we're 243 years out. Angela Merkel, uh, 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 May, uh, the prime minister of of Britain when she was there, uh, Theresa May, uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher, Queen Elizabeth, um, Golda Meir of Israel, um, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, um, other major countries around the world that are way behind us in socioeconomics and in other indices have elected women as chief executives. We have not done that yet. So it tells me that we have a sexism problem. And that became apparent when they began to assault and attack Kamala Harris as too ambitious. Can I just break some news to y'all if you didn't know? Uh, Any woman that runs for city council, that runs for Congress, that runs for governor, Senate, uh, that runs for president for short is ambitious. Any woman that goes to college and wants to be a doctor, an attorney, an engineer, uh, whatever it is, that you want to do with your life, young women, you're ambitious. And by the way, that's a good thing. The boys are ambitious and we don't have a problem with that. 
This is 2020, folks. We got to get with it. We got daughters. We got nieces. We got sisters. And we want them to excel. We want them to win at life. We want them to be all they can be. So it's utterly preposterous that we would attack a woman who's already run for president, who's in the United States Senate, and say she's too ambitious. Really? Really, Ed Rendell? Go sit down. Really, Chris Dodd? Go sit down. So here's how I see this thing shaking out. Stacey Abrams is a non-starter. She has a great future. I see her being chair of the DNC or some other spot should Biden win. Uh, I wish that she had run for a U.S. Senate seat because I think she could have easily won one in Georgia, but she wasn't interested. Okay, I think she wants to be governor of Georgia. Hope that happens for her. Keisha Lance Bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta. Uh, Fabulous, has done a great job. Too young. Um, You don't go from mayor to vice president of the United States. There are other women who have uh, the gravitas and the qualifications on a national level. And again, double standard. Donald Trump was completely and wholly unqualified to be president of the United States. We're seeing that now. We're seeing that. We're paying the price for that. 163,000 dead Americans from COVID, 5 million infections and counting because of his mismanagement, because of the rantings and the ravings, and it's all about me, and I want my face on Mount Rushmore, and it's just a nightmare, and it can't end soon enough. So I agree that any one of these women, any one of them is more qualified than he is to be president right now. But that's not how the media is going to see it. And that's not how male voters are going to see it. And sadly, and this is a whole other podcast, that's not how women voters are going to see it. Women are harder on other women. And every woman listening to the sound of my voice right now knows I'm 100% spot on on that. So I want to run through, uh, let's see, who else? Elizabeth Warren, non-starter, because Elizabeth Warren is a senator from Massachusetts, Uh, her seat is important, and they have a Republican governor. I think the Democrats take the Senate in 2020. If the the election were held today, I think Republicans get routed every office badly, and they even lose more seats in the House. Um, Let's see, who else is there? Oh, there's the governor of Michigan. I mentioned her earlier, uh, Whitmer. She's, uh, I think, done a great job. Uh, She's in the Midwest. She's young. She's attractive. She's smart. She's uh, clearly sharp on the issue. She uh, is someone who has a large population of African-Americans in her state of Michigan. The COVID crisis has hit Michigan very hard, disproportionately on African-Americans. She's had a good handle on that. She studied the health disparity, so she would be a good choice. And I think she's in the mix uh, even as late as today. Um, I think that um, if you look at the other names that are being floated around, one of my favorites was and is Congresswoman Val Demings of Florida. I do the electoral math, and to me, it seems that you would want to win Florida. She was a former police chief. She could really help him on issues of policing and crime and and those things that particularly are near and dear to the black community. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. But I think uh, Joe Biden has a wealth of riches of women to choose from. Karen Bass of California, longstanding congresswoman, way too liberal, though, for Biden needs to run. He's got to win back those white Reagan Democrats, uh, those voters in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, in Michigan and in other places. And then he's got to keep his black coalition excited and engaged and interested because let's face it, black voters saved Joe Biden's campaign in South Carolina. Folks, that's my analysis um, as of Tuesday, August the 11th. 
and I um, I'm sticking with it. Again, our sources tell us it's between Rice and Harris. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll have to wait and see. But I think that Governor Whitmer is a dark horse. And I wouldn't be surprised if she was the pick. You put Kamala Harris on the Supreme Court as the first black female justice in the history of the nation. You make Susan Rice Secretary of State. You make Elizabeth Warren Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, You have some great options here to do some great things with all these amazing women. Amy Klobuchar, maybe she wants to be Attorney General. Uh, Although I would not give up a U.S. Senate seat to be Attorney General. That's a cabinet job. It's a thankless job. It's a difficult job. And uh, being a U.S. senator is a six-year term. It's powerful. You're one of 100. It's the world's most uh, deliberative body, most esteemed deliberative body. Um, it's It's a place I hope to be in someday. I'd like to be a U.S. senator. I'll just go ahead and put that on the record. At any rate, um, that's my thoughts. Um, keep your TV tuned. Keep your alerts on. Um, have a good day. Have a good rest of this week. I'll come back once we have the pick and I'll try to bring some guests on. Uh, we're monitoring this all day and all night over the next couple of days waiting for the announcement. And I'll look forward to um, talking to you more about what happens post-conventions. And as we cover the conventions, I'm going to uh, bring the podcast back and do a couple shows during each of the conventions so we can do some uh, real-time analysis and have some guests. All right. Thank you for tuning in to this special Tuesday Thoughts, Tuesday Morning, uh, Tuesday Politics, Veep Stakes, VP Pick um, podcast here. And let's see how good I am or how good I'm not. Let's see if I missed it all together. If there's somebody whose name I just, oh, two, yes, two other people. I, I apologize. Tammy Duckworth, Senator from Illinois, and Tammy Baldwin, Senator from Wisconsin, would also be good picks. They are uh, in the Midwest. Uh, Duck worked as a favorite of mine. She's a woman of color, uh, paraplegic, served in Iraq, uh, lost her legs there, lieutenant colonel. Yeah, good luck Donald Trump and Mike Pence running against her and telling her she doesn't love her country and telling her she's not patriotic. Uh, She left her legs in Iraq, literally. So those are two other names I meant to mention. I apologize. Amy Klobuchar, of course, took herself out of the running uh, a month or so ago because she felt that it was time for a black woman to get the nomination as two white women have so far in the history of this country. I'm in agreement, but I'm okay with whoever he picks because I just want to see Biden win and I want our country to begin to heal and come back together uh, and have some normal status quo, peace and quiet. Um, Those are my thoughts. Uh, Tweet me, let me know what you think. Let me know if you see it different, share. Uh, You can leave a voicemail for me here and give me your thoughts. And I look forward to more time together as we cover this election all the way through. God bless you. God keep you. God bless the United States of America.